So, so she stood there, and I was sort of really golden rocks. Because that's just a thing, that's a care. I had to take care of her. So I did all of that. And because she stood there, she let me do it. And when I finished, she turned around and she said, Thank you, Mama. Well, I melted my heart. I mean, I'm just doing something that I'm, that's my duty of care for you. But because she's being taught about being thankful, even for that thing that is just the duty of care that probably happens at least twice a day, she turned around and she said thank you. How oh, that blessed me so much that she just took the time to say thank you for brushing her hair. Thank you is a massive thing to do. It has a massive impact. And in this song, it says in this it's verse 8, um, Go back to verse 8 for me again, cheers. So lift your hands up and thank God for his marvellous kindness and for all his miracles of mercy for those he loves. In this particular Psalm 107, that's mentioned four times. That phrase is repeated and we're going to come back to it. And I just want to look at three of the, the times it's mentioned and look what it's there for. So in what we have just read in uh, verses 1 to 9, uh, we are told to be thankful to God because... We were lost. We were without direction. We had um, nowhere to call home. We were just completely lost. We were starving, thirsty, and filled with despair. Either physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, purposely, whatever. Can you picture what you were like before you had the sense to call out to God and say, Say, rescue me. Think back to what you were like before God rescued you. Just for a moment. Think what it was like. After we called out to him, he led us, it says in his song, to a place of safety and abundance and gave us our home. We became part of God's family and God became our father. So, because of that, because we were in such a state before, we called out to God. And then he rescued us and put us in a family and gave us abundance and gave us a spiritual home, sort of a physical home, certainly a church home. We are encouraged to thank God. If you go back to verse 8, I want us to say that together, right? So, having just thought about you being rescued by God, what you were like before. We are going to say this together, and I want you to be thankful about what God has done. Okay? So for people who can see me, you're going to find this really because we're going to say things together. Otherwise, we're going to do it with a lot. Okay, so, so lift your hands and thank God for his marvelous kindness and for all his miracles of mercy to those who love us. Now, if I was God, I look at that miserable effort. <laughs> and I would be seriously asking myself, was it worth it? I just told you the psalmist has listed stuff off about the state we were in before we knew God. And if you were in that state now, you'd be in a worse state. But God, in His mercy, has rescued us. And all you can do is. So lift your hands and thank God for this one. So, just to give you a clue, we're going to do this three times. 
and you need on repetition for it to sink in. And you need to start being thankful. You need to inform your face that you are thankful. You need to inform your body posture that you are thankful. You need to inform your hands that you are thankful. You need to inform your voice that you are thankful. You need to inform your spirit you are thankful. Because you're going to have to practice being thankful in my sermon. <coughs> okay? So we're going to read it together. And I know you're thinking, oh, I can only be thankful to a certain extent. Absolute rubbish. If God had not saved you, what state would you be in? So you need to be heartfelt, enthusiastically, bonkersly thankful to God. Bonkersly. Bonkersly. So here we go. So lift the hands and thank God for all His kindness, all His miracles of mercy, to those who love. There's more coming. So if you're not warmed up yet, you've got more. I'm going to all warm up. Let's be a little bit more. How are we going to do this next time? Okay. So now we're going to read a few more verses of that song. So that's the first reason we need to be thankful. God has rescued us. Thank the Lord. Right, Psalm 107, verse 10 to 16. Some of us once sat in darkness, living in the dark shadow of death. We were prisoners to our pain, chained to our regrets. Chained to our regrets. For we rebelled against God's word and rejected the wise counsel of God most high. So we humbled us through our circumstances. <laughs> Isn't that such a painful thing? Watching us as we stumbled, we had no one to pick us back up. Our own pain became our punishment. Then we cried out, Lord help us. Rescue us. And he did. His light broke through the darkness and he led us out into freedom from death's dark shadow and snapped every one of our chains. So lift up your hands and give thanks to, the, to God for his marvellous kindness and for his miracles of mercy for those he loves. For he smashed through heavy prison doors and shattered the steel bars that held us back just to set us free. It reminds me of that song. You know, and there's no wall, he won't knock down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Dory won't smash down. Anyway, whatever, it gets a bit violent. It's come out here. Okay. So, this is a point that we're told to be thankful because some of us, and maybe not everyone in this room, but I think if I was a betting person, I would bet that everyone in this room, after we've been rescued the first time and we've been saved from our selves and our destiny <coughs> destruction and being lost from God, we found God and he rescued us. Some of us find ourselves in a position where we have been disobedient, where we have been rebelled, where we refuse to listen, where we know what's right but we fail to do it. Or we knew what was wrong and we didn't even though we knew that that wasn't correct. And those few verses tells us that even despite being rescued for the first time, sometimes we choose not to go God's way. 
don't think anyone would be claiming hands on that, but you better speak to me because I want to know for that point of But do you know what? In verse 12, it said that he chose to humble us through our circumstances, that our character causes to cry out to God. Sometimes you need what you've done to have consequences to bring you pain to bring you to your senses. There's a story in the Bible that Jesus told the prodigal son. And he had to starve, he had to eat the pig's will to come to his senses that actually he needs to go back to the father and say sorry and be reunited in his family, to be embraced into the love of his family again. Sometimes our pain, unfortunately, is the only thing when we've been disobedient to God that will drive us back to look to God's face and say, please rescue us. And that, that psalm said, then he broke through the darkness and led us out in freedom and snapped every chain. Isn't it amazing that even when we disobey God, knowing that we are, we're going in the wrong direction, knowing we're going in the wrong direction, when we come to our senses and we come back to God, He not only rescues us and welcomes us, He breaks every chain. He breaks the chain of guilt. Sometimes he breaks the chain of chain reaction of the things that you've done and he puts a stop to it and he turns it all around. And a lot of the time, the most of the time, he turns that whole disobedience thing into something for our own good. Isn't he an awesome God? Yeah. He does all of that. He is totally amazing. And I don't know whether you've been there yourself. I have put, got myself into so many tight corners and awful situations because I've been stupid and not done what God told me to do. Or been stupid and done what God, I know God says you shouldn't do. Or just gone and done stuff myself that I thought might be a good idea, but I haven't asked them. I've got myself into a white pickle, but God then, when we call up to him, he comes and he rescues us. You been there? Are you believed that every time that happens, God, when he hears your cry, he will come and he will rescue you. And he will break every chain and he will bring you back into his presence and back into his will for your life. So we're going to say verse 15. In the light of our disobedience and letting God down, he called, when we called out to him, he came and rescued us, and he made everything okay again. We're going to say this first together. Are you ready? Think of it. Before we start, just think of the times where you really goofed up with God. You've been disobedient and you were in a right mess. God came and loved you and he rescued you. So lift your hands and thank God for his marvelous kindness and for all his miracles of mercy for those he loves. Amen. Let's do it again. So lift up your hands and thank God for his marvelous kindness and for all his miracles of mercy for Into your mind, into your memories, into your heart, your emotions, and your spirit, 
So the truth liberates you because I'm going to explain in a minute why thankfulness is important. And sometimes we think, oh yeah, yeah, thanks God. No, 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 no. Thanks God. I mean, I don't know what you feel like when you think, oh, I just want to go to my body. Well, next time, do we? Do you want to get jiggled down? It's fine, I don't care. You've got to be getting a thankfulness from your mind. I am thankful, yes, I am. Of course I am. Yeah, but the scripture says, so many whatever times, it, they gave thanks. It's got to be expressed. And I think we ought to be a little bit better expressing that. So, we've got one more chance. That's what we might do at the end. We might be not generous. Okay, so, we can be thankful for our initial rescue. We can be thankful for subsequent rescues. And then we are told in Psalm 107, verse 17 to 22, to give thanks for God for healing and deliverance. So here we go, 17. Some of us were such fools, bringing on ourselves sorrow and suffering because of our sins. Sick and feeble, unable to stand the sight of food. We drew near to the gates of death. Then we cried out, Lord, help us, rescue us, and he did. God spoke the words, be healed, and we were healed. Delivered from death's door. So lift your hands and give thanks to God for his marvellous kindness, for his miracles of mercy for those he loves. Bring your praise as an offering and your thanks as a sacrifice as you sing your song of miracles with a joyful song. Be thankful for healing and protection of you on your life, preserving you from accident, from injury, and maybe even death. Think of the times God has kept you safe. Back in 2009, February, Dave and I were in, uh, taking a break in Norfolk. Great place. Sorry to lose you, but uh, that's where you want to go. And uh, we, early in the morning, my husband, bless him, I'm very thankful for him, he gets out of bed first, and he goes and makes a cup of tea, and he always brings a big cup of tea. In fact, when I was stayed over, um, I heard a knocking on the bedroom door because I shut it because I was wandering in the house. And so I, I brought her upstairs to bed and made her bed. And she said, I want to get up. And I said, No, 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 you stay here because Grandad gives us tea. <laughs> Would you like a cup of tea? Yeah. So she turns to Grandad, Grandad, let's smile her a cup of tea, please. <laughs> <laughs> she kicked him out of bed and said, I'm going to cook tea. Anyway, I'm sorry, he does that every day, right? So on this particular morning, <laughs> He went to the cup of tea, 2009, and he came back to me, not with a cup of tea, but with an awful look on his face. And I said, what's the matter? On the radio, there's just been an aircraft crash, killing all people on board, which were 49 people, um, passengers and crew, and one person on the ground. In America, right? Where? America. Where was that daughter travelling to? America. I said, what city? Buffalo. Where was that daughter going? Buffalo. What time was she going? I don't know. And for a horrible moment, it hit me. I'm like, was she on that plane? Was she on that plane? Um, there wasn't the internet there, it was rubbish reception. We could do nothing other than call out to God and say, please, protect my daughter. Protect my daughter. She wasn't married then, but obviously she was 
teaches it why thankfulness and gratitude is important. Three things why thankfulness and gratitude is important in your life. One, it affects our faith. If we aren't grateful for what God has done in the past and what he's doing in the present, we won't have faith to believe for God to do things in the future. A lady called Joanna Weaver from we repeat that. If we aren't grateful for what God has done in the past and what he's doing in the present, we won't have faith to believe God for the things in the future. Being thankful, recognising what he's done, how powerful it was, what he's doing, how amazing he is. But you know, over the last uh, financial challenge for Horizon this year, I have found myself going back to the promises God gave us about Horizon reminding myself about his miraculous provision. And that's not the uh, projector that we had when we first started. <coughs> the projector we had when we first started, we only got a building, we only got a name. God, somebody gave us a check and said, when you start your new church, that's your projector. He gave us building, like, he didn't give me that. I found myself going back and reminding myself what he came through on. What he provided for us, what the miracles were, where the building, this building for a start. And that gave me faith, that generated in me faith for this current challenge that we're in finance and building. Because this building, guys, is getting like a, a coat that's too small. Mm -hmm. yeah. All that we're doing. So that's God. And I have to remind myself, God's done it once, and He can do it again. So we have to remind ourselves, being thankful for what you're given increases, in fact, your faith. Secondly, being thankful, by the way, thankful means faithful, full of faith. If you are thankful, you're more likely to be full of faith because you are reminding yourself how awesome he is and therefore then you can apply that to your situation. So, thankfulness and gratitude is important because it affects our faith. Secondly, it's important because it has the power to change our attitude. My goodness me, sometimes our attitude is changing. When we are willing to thank God, when we don't feel grateful, when we don't feel like it, when we're prepared to do that, then something, we start to thank God, something begins to shift in our minds and our perspective. Try it. Next time you're in a fix and things are awful, try being thankful. You know, I'm going to pick my pick up. It's terrible. You can, you can just remember some of the stuff we've just remembered. Remember what God's done. Remember what God's done in other people. Start to praise God and thank God, and your our minds will shift and our perspective will shift. We start to see opportunities rather than obstacles. We start to see challenging times as a season for potential growth. We start to see impossible situations as God's opportunity to do the mirac miraculous and make himself famous again. So, being thankful can have the power to change our attitude. We just have to start with being thankful. And in those times when we're feeling low, feeling miserable, and that said that an invitation to our own pity party, to everyone around you, start being thankful to God, it will change your perspective and it will change how you feel about the situation. And thirdly, uh, thankfulness and gratitude is important because 
what you focus on will grow. If you focus on negative things in your life, they will grow. If you focus on positive things in your life, they will grow. Don't complain, be thankful. See, complaining springs up from us thinking that we deserve better treatment and we're having enough people, so you know, it's not fair. Um, focus on God and being thankful, then you will see how blessed you are. I know, have you heard of people kind of tell you, you tell them that you know, that, you know all these things have gone wrong or whatever, and they say, well, there's somebody in the world worse off than you. You know what I'm saying? No. Actually, I'd love to say that actually. There's a secret in there. There is something in your life that you could, even amongst the horribleness that you're feeling, look on and say, Oh, God, yeah. My, what's she going to have? It's a kiss. My car is in front. But we are safe. Yes. Right? Oh, maybe that's how I choose to get a new car. Who knows? You, you can focus on things that are negative, or you can focus on things that are positive. So you can be finding things to thank God for that you have in your life, rather than focusing on the stuff you're about to complain on. And he's not here this morning because my uncle is coming down from hunting with his wife, so apparently he's going to be my dad, just a shout out to my dad, bless him. He's, he's facing serious challenges um, this twelfth at the end of his life at the moment. Um, and he is not complaining. In fact, he has a mate in his complex who I don't believe has made a commitment to Christ yet, or for that. Who, when I saw him uh, on Friday morning, he turned to me and he said, Do you know, Jesus, I've never heard your dad complain. He's got many challenges, physical challenges and stuff, and things he's facing. So, but I never hear him complain. And then Dad turned around and said, Yeah, well, you know why? Because he's all he was to him about God. Dad does not need to fear the end, because it's just promotion. He's going to be with his heavenly father, he's going to be with those that have gone before. There's a whole eternity outstretched before my dad. And so he's focusing on that rather than complaining and worrying about the good time. Shout out to him. He's, he's facing this well. He's not complaining. He's being thankful. He's looking at things in his life and choosing to be thankful. And that changes his attitude. So we need to be um, concentrating on um, being thankful and not complaining. Do you know the Old Testament? If you read the Old Testament, you will see loads and loads and loads and loads of times when the children of Israel were told by God to throw a fancy party or a festival. So when any major battle happened, any fantastic change in their history, whenever they lived in Strong Egypt or whatever, God said, right, we're going to have a festival. Every year we're going to mark this occasion. We are going to have a party, we're going to have days off work, we're going to go to the temple, we're going to praise, we're going to remember what I delivered you out of this. We're going to remember when I defeated that army. We're going to remember when Esther saved the whole of your nation from being annihilated because she stepped up. We're going to remember the good times, we're going to remember the salvation, we're going to remember the delivery times. And then it's always in the Bible, in the Old Testament, I've loads of those. 
Communion is one of those, actually. Remembering um, what Jesus did. And do you know what? Most of those festivals, <coughs> the people were told to go and celebrate, but then they were also told and go and give gifts to the poor. In your celebration, be thankful and share what we do have with others and don't have so much. Isn't that amazing? In fact, I was listening to Joyce Meyer, and she says, if you're a stingy person, you are not a thankful person. Because <laughs> the thankful people are so thankful, they always say, oh, I'm so thankful. Help, yeah, come and celebrate me, I'll take you out for coffee, or, or I'll buy you that new thing, whatever. I just want to celebrate God, and I just want to overthrow my thankfulness. I want to give, I want to celebrate, I want to make it an occasion. So celebrate when God comes through. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-19 says this, Always be joyful, keep on praying, no matter what happens, always be thankful. For this is an option. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Full stop. Next sentence. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Open the door to God to come into your life in these circumstances by praying and by being thankful. Do not then go and slam the door in God's face by complaining about the things that you've just prayed about, about what you've been thankful for. Do not throw the slam the door in God's face. And so it says, um, do not stifle the Holy Spirit. So let's open the door in our lives by being thankful. Don't sign it in his face by letting him play. And then in 2 Chronicles, I haven't got time, I would love to read the whole chapter, but I haven't got time to read the whole chapter. Um, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, if you want to have a good, a good read this week, find 2 Chronicles chapter 20 and have a good read. But I'll give you the background. The children of Israel, Israel were being led by a king called Jehoshaphat, and um, they had a bit of trouble because three armies from different areas, from different um, tribes, had people groups had come to wage war on them. And, um, and they were outnumbered, they were outmaneuvered, they were in a real life or death situation. So what Jehoshaphat did was, he called the people to pray and fast. He said, right, I'm not demand situation, We've heard from these three armies, our spies are sent out, they are in their thousands. They're coming out in our direction, they're coming to annihilate us. So he called the people, we've got to put this before God, we're going to pray, we're going to fast. Then he led the people in prayer, all together. And he prayed, and he started to be thankful and remind the people of what God had done in the past, what his promises were, how he came through throughout their history as Israelites, and then he asked God to intervene. Because of that, gathered together people, praying, focusing on God, their leader praying and asking God and reminding them what God had done, it released the prophetic, there was a prophet in the midst, and he prophesied, he prophesied this, do not be afraid, don't be destroyed by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He will be with you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out there tomorrow, and the Lord is with you. 
And then they um, worshipped the Lord, they heard that, they received the word, they worshipped the Lord, and the Levites from the clans of these two things uh, stood to praise the Lord and the God of Israel with a very loud shout. They responded to the word of God. The God had just promised them it's going to be okay. And they responded. So, this is where I want to pick it up. 2 Chronicles, that's the background. 2 Chronicles 20, verse uh, 20 itself. Uh, so early next morning, the day after, that this big prayer meeting, and all the prepared word. Early next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness, and on the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed the work that has been given. After consulting the leaders of the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the army, three armies coming, and he's telling them, they appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they say. Give thanks to the Lord, his faithful love endures forever. That moment, they began to sing and give praise to the Lord. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and, uh, and Mount Seir to start fighting amongst themselves. The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. And after they had finished off the army of Seir, they turned on each other. So when the army of Judah arrived, singing, at the lookout point in the wilderness, there were dead bodies lying all over the ground. As far as they could see, not a single one of the enemy had escaped. Oh, it's not a fairy story. It's actually happened, guys. Mm. Right? Verse 22. At the moment they began to sing and give praise to the Lord, the Lord caused those armies to fight with each other. An argument broke out. Power struggle probably and killed each other. At the moment they began to praise. Do you see the key there? Not to complain on what Jehoshaphat said, is that we heard of thousands of people? No, he called them together, they prayed, they worshipped, they heard from God, they believed that, and then they put it into action by praising God for his victory because God said you won't have to fight. So they took that. And they praise God and they send the praises and singers out first. Do not underestimate the power of thankfulness and praise. They are extremely powerful weapons in your possession. Choose what you focus on and what comes out of your mouth. Make sure it's praise and thanksgiving. So, as I close, I've got four things that you can apply. You can go try this week, okay? One, make a choice to be more thankful. And it has to be a choice. I'm telling you, as much as a trototrainala is not a natural disposition for human nature to find things to think about. Right? So make a decision now. God, I want to be a more thankful person. Choose. Secondly, be thankful. Be thankful to God and others and avoid taking things for granted. Be thankful. It's a doing word. Be. Say it. Send it. Write it, give it, hug it, I don't care. Be thankful. Don't let just say, oh yes, I've got, I've got a thankful attitude. Well, super dudes. 
is there so you can express your feelings, okay? Don't keep it to yourself, express it. You know, we've come back from London, we've had three letters this week thanking us for presents and things that we've given to others. Those people just didn't think their thanks, and that was very nice of David June to do that. They gave their thanks, they got in touch and they said thanks. Please, let's get used to it and more, encouraging more to express our thankfulness. Why not think about people in your life that you could give thanks to for? We do occasionally get letters and emails from people that we played a small part in their lives in the past and they've got back in their lives and they thought, you know what, I just want to get in touch and tell them that's a key moment in our life and you had a part of that. And what we get about those, do you know what it does? It inspires us to keep doing what we're doing. It adds more fuel to our engines. It inspires us to keep serving God. Thankfulness can also inspire others. Right? Thankfulness is really, really important. So, one, make the choice to be thankful. Two, be thankful. Do something about it. Express it. Three, throw thanks parties more often. <laughs> Who needs an excuse for a party? Come on. Throw thanks parties more often. I think we're going to, I haven't said this today, but I'm telling you now. We're going to have a live group thanks party soon. I'm just going to come up and I'm going to say, tonight's live group is thanks party. Bring something to eat or drink, but certainly bring a list of things you've got to be thankful for because we are going to raise the roof and thank God for all he's done because we need to focus on him and thank him. Maybe you can want to do that in your life group. Maybe just invite a friend out for coffee and say, we're going to, a, we're going to have a thanks coffee party. You know, and not talk about things that are wrong in your life, but just list the things that you can be really, really thankful for. I'm not going to okay. Celebrate victory and answers to prayer. Um, generate some joy, praise, and faith. And, and finally, these are things you can do. Open up your door to God's will in your life by being thankful. Don't slam the door in God's face by complaining. If you're concerned or anxious or up against things that aren't going well for you, then send in the thanks, praise, troops, and pray. Send in the thanks troops, the praise troops, in your situation, and then pray. Say, God, I am thanking you for all this, 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 and despite the circumstances, you know the circumstances, I want to pray about the circumstances, but I am being thankful for what you've already done in my life, inspiring my faith to say, actually, you can do it again in this situation. And when he does it, celebrate and be thankful. Which is why these praise cards are so important. You know, some people say, well, I could have put one in. Put one in, because we want to celebrate what God's up to, what He's done in your life, the great victories, the things that's happened to you. We want to celebrate those things. Do you want one last chance to give it everything? Yeah. Right, I've got 21 <laughs> So we're thanking Him for what He's done for rescuing us. We're thanking Him for keeping rescuing us when we mess it up. We're thanking Him for protecting us. We are thanking him because actually, in doing so, he can change our attitude, he can take the circumstances, and he can send in his troops to source the flower. Who, what is not to be thankful about? So, what is going to be your response? I'm asking you now, what is it? Think in your head, I'm going to read this last verse together. 
How will you give an expression of thanks?